This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big crocodiles and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks. This is where it's at. Windows tinted. Seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner. Cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jay Johnson, a.k.a. the Tim For Your Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr. Don't text him with your green bubbles, a.k.a. I only debate my equals, everybody else I teach. Also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me. Mister, if you don't like me, fight me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me, a.k.a. The podcast whisperer, the Cohiba smoker, the seventeen thirty eight sipper. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? Yeah, and it's your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA, High Chief Dame. Don't fuck around. Your mama's favorite Dame, Bobby Bage, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk Podcast, because you know who the fuck they came to see. And it's not your ass, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. D-A-M-E. Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 98. 98. Uh, we back, niggas. Thought we left y'all out. You know what I'm saying? We dropping a day later because we can do shit like that. Sometimes. Yeah, and I have real life going on. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's damn fault. It's damn fault. It's not a fault. It's just real life. Yeah, I had I had some life shit going on, so you know we had to do it a day later. But when you own the studio, you record when the fuck you want to. Absolutely. But I mean, what's better on a Sunday morning than Shop Talk podcast? Yeah, man. You know, what your I'm mom saying? was cooking, and then like some of the topics I was going to talk about on Friday and Saturday was leading up to some shit that happened Saturday night. So now I can talk about it before, during, and after. So it is what it is. Okay. Um, how was your week, man? Uh, besides the crazy shit I was going through, week was week was tough. Yeah, yeah man, I, I was week. I was almost about to say it was good, but man, I'm gonna get my who's man's of this right now. Fuck DTE, man, motherfuck DTE. Niggas had me without power from Sunday to motherfucking Friday. I didn't get power till I came home. Like my power was on when I came home from work. So shit, when I left out for work, cause I just. You know, thankfully, my old man don't live too far from me. Yeah. So I was able to crash and do a little house hopping during the week. Yeah. So I was straight. But <laughs> I stopped in my house, like, right before I went to work. And I always go in late. So I got to be to work at 9. I was still at the crib at 9 o'clock. Shit was not on. I came back home at maybe about 5.30 because I didn't work a whole eight hours, and I rarely do. And my <laughs> shit was finally back to fuck on. I'm a salary employee, my nigga. Hey. And I feel like if I work 40 hours, like, you getting your money's worth. But for me, in order to feel like I get paid more, I work less hours. I get it. So. I'm a salary motherfucker, too. My check going to be the same no matter what. Yeah. So I give you niggas 32, 33 a week. They're good. They're solid 32, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, DT was not kind to me. Fuck DT, man. And you know, you know, Monday was my birthday and shit, right? Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, the the place I called my employment fucked me over and canceled my vacation. So I was supposed Fuck to be on hoes. vacation Fuck all week. Fuck them hoes. So I had to go to work the night before my birthday and the night of my birthday and all that other bullshit. So uh, on that Sunday morning, uh, I woke up and all the lights in my house was on. You know, I got these. The it was all on? Yeah. So And it was all white. 
Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because you know I got like the color lights, whatever. Yeah. And the they only, mood lights. Yeah, they only white when they if they unplug and plug it back in. I'm like, damn, I wonder. I'm like, why? And my TV was on. I'm like, why? I'm like, oh shit, the power must have went out. Mm-hmm. And then when it come back on, you know what I'm saying? Blah blah blah. So I woke up, tried to put some shit in the, in the microwave, and like my microwave wasn't working. I'm like, damn, I wonder if the power, like, when they went off or some shit, like fucked my microwave up. And then I realized. Only half the power inside my house was working. Like in every room, there were power, but half the outlets didn't work. So like half my shit wasn't working. Internet wasn't working. All the other shit like that. I'm like, all right, yeah. that shit weird. But I'm like, all right, DT, they going through their shit. That was Monday. Uh, I go to work. I come home on Tuesday, and the house cold as hell. I'm like, fuck is going on? And I'm like, I'm fucking with the the thermostat and shit. <laughs> yeah, furnace, shit ain't doing nothing. Furnace goes out. So I call the people and shit. They come out the same day. They were like, yeah, nigga, uh, this shit is gone. We got to get a whole new furnace. Like the motherboard the fuck out in that here. motherfucker. You're like, yeah, this must have been, it must have got fried. I'm like, all right, well, fuck. Uh, luckily, uh, I had studio sessions all day and then I work at night. So, like, it, it didn't really impact me that yeah. the, 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 the heat wasn't on. So Wednesday, they come out and bring out a brand new furnace and shit. Uh, so I'm at the crib freezing until they get there at noon. So I turn the fireplace on because thank God for uh, what you call reusable energy or yeah, whatever. I didn't whatever. know you had. A, I didn't know your fireplace worked. Yeah, that shit saved me. <laughs> <laughs> so I turn the motherfucking fireplace on. Them niggas get. Do you, do you use the fireplace for for other shit? I use the fireplace. Okay, you know what I'm saying it's, it works out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it works out. So uh, you know they come in. They they put the the, the brand new uh, furnace in and everything. Motherfuckers still don't work, dog, <laughs> because like the only half the house is only getting power. It's not enough voltage coming Fuck. in. So then they ran a direct line, power line from the furnace to the half of the joint that was having power. So I'm like, boom! At least I have power. I don't got no internet during this time frame. Yeah. That's a lot for me, cause yeah, I ain't had no internet I work, except at work. I work. You know what I'm saying? I need internet to work, the yeah. business, everything. So, uh, so the next day. At least I, my all my power shit ain't normal again. But I come home, I still got heat. I take a nap. I wake up one o'clock in the afternoon. No power in the whole fucking house. I'm like, come on, man! And then the furnace is out again, <laughs> right? Because you ain't got no power. I'm like, this a bitch. So this Thursday, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm like, come on, fam. And then I left. I dipped, and then I came back later on Thursday evening, and my shit was back on. I'm like, goddamn! From Sunday to to Thursday. Nigga, hot, cold, dark, like, like, come on, D. Dog, at least you had something. Like, I didn't have shit in my career from Sunday to, like I said, Friday afternoon. And I was just stopping by my house every day just to, first of all, make sure niggas don't break in my shit. Because yeah. my entire block, so this is what the fuck happened. My entire block got power back, like, on Tuesday. But my neighbor got some trees and shit, and one of the trees fell down on my overhead line. Uh-huh. So I got an active line just laying on shit. the fence. Now DTE then came out. A metal t- fence? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I live because I, I live in the hood. I'm staying in the house. So I got an active line laying on the fence and shit. I knew so I was at home. I worked from the crib on Thursday. And I was at home just like getting some shit. And I seen a DTE nigga pull up. I should have knew he wasn't gonna fix my shit because this nigga had on Yays. But yeah, like he man. just came from the barber shop. I was like, this nigga is not getting up on no motherfucking pole. Not in the Yays. He was like, Yeah, I gotta refer this to another department. I'm like, my nigga, 
the line is like I threw some water on the line just to see if like the bitch was really active. Side Shit. note, that's a bad idea. Nah, I don't get no. F- I was far enough away. Okay, okay. <laughs> and that shit sparked the fuck up. Yeah, kids, don't try this at home. You might <laughs> nah, die. Nah, nah, don't do, don't do the damn going wild. So I'm like, and this bitch has been laying on the fence all week. My neighbors got dogs. I'm like, my nigga, when are y'all going? He's like, well, I'm gonna refer to another department. They be out here tomorrow. Nigga, I, it was two more days before them niggas came out and really fuck with that shit. Yeah, they said they had like 1,600 people out there laying lines and shit. And they said they had like 250 miles of new power line that they, they put out. You know, I don't get no, like when I go to places or patronize places or deal with people in their workspace, I don't give no fuck about what you got to deal with at your motherfucking job. I'm calling DTE. Well, we only got 3,000 people out, so we should be able to, I don't give a fuck about the other th- 2,999 mm-hmm. people. I give a fuck about my motherfucking house and when y'all gonna turn the power on back in this bitch. Shit is, fuck uh, what they going through. Shit is fucked up, man. But I'm glad uh, everything is back to normal now. Shit. Somewhat. Know? My cable line down in the backyard Damn. now. <laughs> and you, and nigga, we both used to work for Comcast, so yeah. ain't no telling when they gonna come back and hang that bitch up. So I still can't pull my car in the backyard. Yeah, dog, that's all bad, man. <laughs> At least I'm back in the crib, though. Yeah, absolutely. And it's warm and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now it's starting to get hot outside, so it don't even fucking matter. It's supposed to get 70 today. Is it? Yeah. You ain't you don't check your, your fancy weather app on, on your iPhone? Man, it's not going to. It's 55 is the high today, though. No, a white man on the news said it was going to get to 70. No, I'd be six. Anyway, it don't fucking matter. It ain't gonna be seven. White man lying to you, <laughs> okay. like always. <laughs> uh, man. So, uh, hey, man. Earlier this week, uh, actually on Friday, man, I got a chance uh, to sit at this. I uh, went to this event and I got the chance to sit on the. Yeah, panel. you sat on the panel. I saw that shit, man. Dog, this shit was so fucking dope. I ain't learned this much shit in a long. What time. was the panel about? Uh, let me bring up this flyer and shit, cause. Uh, this shit was uh, extremely dope. And uh, you still taking solo bookings in 2018? Look, man, it was uh, it was uh, put on by the National Congress of Black Women, uh, the Oakland County chapter. <laughs> and uh, it was called Adjusting the Lens, Telling the Story of Great Black Women in Detroit to the Next Generation. And the gentleman who was speaking um, was a historian named Jamon Jordan. Um, and the brother just had, like, a wealth of knowledge. And right. I learned so much stuff about important black women in the city of Detroit that had so much impact across the country that I, li- I just I just had no fucking idea. Like, I literally had no idea. I'm like, this came from this person, and this person was from Detroit. Like, I had I literally had no idea. So, you know, he spoke for, you know, about an hour, hour and a half, and um, broke down some shit I never heard about Rosa Parks. So she has a, a particular... Way that we view her, you know, it's just like the little old lady or she would, had an attitude, didn't want to get up. Like, that could be, like, further from the truth. You know what I'm saying? And he just broke shit down. Um, very, very intelligent brother, Jermon Jordan. And then, you know, afterwards, the, the panel discussion was about um, bridging the gap between uh, the baby boomers and the millennials. Essentially, like, the older folks yeah, um, yeah. and the younger folks or whatever. And um, it was just a really dope experience. Got the the meet um, some real nice people and uh, hear different perspectives. And uh, it was just extremely dope. Man. How did you even get selected to be on the panel? Um, a friend of mine reached out, uh, Ebony Bagley, uh, 
and she is the she runs that division of it. Okay. Um, you know her flyers and yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen her security uh, stuff like that. Uh, dope man, and you know I knew her from years ago. It's just so dope when you know like people when they like younger, and like but before they get into college and like you know the whole saying that the children are our future. Yeah. But like when you see people from like their adolescent and younger years, and then like grow up and be adults and literally running shit around here you yeah, know what i'm saying crazy. like you, your friends is like engineers and doctors and lawyers and shit like nigga, principals we, like yeah, nigga, we used to smoke weed and skip like, class no, we are literally running the next generation you know yeah. what i'm saying so it was just dope and it's just you'd be surprised nigga, i work with drugs every day yeah every day and you just be surprised <laughs> like uh who listens to the podcast and you'd be surprised of your reach and what you say and the lasting impact it has on different people because I mean, a lot of people do tune in and listen to our views on a lot of different things, and um, it does have an impact. <laughs> it made me think, like, shit. Uh, yeah. I need to, like, get my life be, together a little bit. You know what? And I kind of had a moment like that this week because we were fortunate enough to sit in with our, our homegirl, Cheyenne, and yeah. the views from the thick <laughs> episode. Dope episode. <laughs> Shout out to Houston, Amir, yeah. <laughs> Verge, and Cheyenne. Like, we had an interesting episode about sex. And I got a lot of DMs, <laughs> and a lot of people was reaching out to me about, you know, things that I was, you know, what's that up? I was saying. Listen, uh, this so funny is because like I just be forgetting what information I choose to share sometimes. Yeah, and I just be, you know, I don't be giving a fuck in real life about a lot of this shit. Cause like, what you gonna do? You don't like me? Fight me? Like I really do think like that. Like what? What is you gonna do? But you know, it does definitely make me. Uh, <laughs> want to be more careful with the words I say because these shit is out here forever. Yeah, you know what it I'm is. saying so. Uh, trying to be a little bit more responsible uh, with what I say, but still keeping it how we keep it. Yeah, but, I mean uh, it is what it is. I've lived my life, uh, but a lot of people that I hadn't talked to in some time, women I used to date, yeah. you know, hey, <laughs> <laughs> what up though? So it was crazy. So look, man, it was just one thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, that, you know, we everybody didn't talk about it this week because it happened in the beginning of the week. This Starbucks shit. Okay. Uh, first, do you have any thoughts on this shit? And explain what happened, and do you have any thoughts on it? So two, two young African-American gentlemen were sitting in Starbucks uh, just waiting on a friend of theirs to show up. So, you know, they're doing what's, what people come to Starbucks to do. You know, rip off the motherfucking Wi-Fi and just pretty much chill out. Starbucks like a a library with good coffee. I guess I don't I don't drink coffee. Yeah, so I, I, I don't, I've I'm, never drank a cup of coffee. Yeah, so I'm really not hip to the hype of that shit. I hear it's good. It's really fucking expensive, but I don't I don't fuck with it. And apparently, one of the managers called the police, and these two young brothers were arrested. Uh, the city of Philadelphia is being a piece of shit lately. Uh, to these young gentlemen, they still got Meek locked up on, on his punk-ass situation. But the police were called. They were escorted out. And they essentially did nothing. They did what people come to Starbucks to do, sit around. And from what they say, from the time that they walked in, from the time that the police were called and came in, it was two minutes. Fuck. Two minutes. They came in at one thirty-five. The police got called at one thirty-seven. Like, they never even told the guys to leave. Like, I can say, like, hey, y'all got to go. But 
I didn't. You didn't tell me to leave. <laughs> Look, I've I've met people up at Starbucks and hung out there way longer, and I can promise you, I didn't buy a motherfucking thing. I was just sitting around waiting for somebody because I knew this was like a yeah. a comfortable space, and they got free fucking Wi Fi. I mean, that's what you do. Like it's, it's a Star- coffee shop. It's Starbucks. Yeah, like they want you to do that shit. So I, I don't know that shit. That shit was kind of weird. But what kind of pissed me off with this shit is like when they interviewed these young brothers later on in the week, they didn't really step out and say like it was a racial thing. They they said they felt like this is a people problem. No, nah, nigga, it's not a people problem. They was fucking with y'all because y'all black, plain and simple. I got that impression. They were they were using they were using coded language, but I kind of got the impression that's for their lawsuit. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to come out there and show my hand and say it's a race thing. Because they, they lawyer, I saw they was on Good Morning America. Yeah, right yeah. Now, and, like, the language they were using, I was like, I kind of see where this going. Like, they using certain language. Like, they felt that they were just, they felt that it was a certain language. I'm like, oh, I kind of see where this is going. Well, so, Star, I hope Starbucks breaks these niggas But this is, this is, so this is what I want to talk about. Starbucks been getting a lot of heat this week. Right. I don't fuck with Starbucks because I don't, I don't. I don't drink coffee. Yeah, but fuck. all this. This nigga shit that we doing around Starbucks, like, oh, we ain't, like, they showing up there with the little bullhorns and all that, like, fam, two things. That was an individual person who did that shit. Like, the corporation didn't do it. Now, yeah. unless there's, like, some internal memo that, that, that get leaks out, like, yeah, whenever a black person do the, like, if you fuck up at work, somebody, one of your employees fuck up at work, nigga, you personally, that might, you might be their supervisor or whatever, but... You didn't do that shit. That's yeah. not like, nigga, free will. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do. But my issue is, why the fuck is everybody mad at Starbucks and ain't nobody asking why the fuck police arrested them? Just because the police show up do not mean they have to arrest you. Right. The police is at fault here. They walked in, didn't ask their name, didn't ask, they didn't, they just walked in, put them in cuffs, and left. So everybody got their fucking attention towards Starbucks and Starbucks. Who the fuck is addressing the police? who put them in jail for eight hours and then let them go with no charges. You don't got to arrest nobody just because you called. Matter of fact, you can uh, charge the other motherfucker for following a, uh, following a false police report or calling me out on some bullshit. Like, no, you can't call on shit like this. There was no crime committed. You should not have put them guys in jail. So fuck all this attention towards Starbucks. Put the attention where it needs to be at, at the corrupt state level. Because these enemies of the state, a.k.a. the police in Philadelphia, are still the ones responsible. It's always going to be a, a, a racist white motherfucker out there somewhere yeah. who got an individual problem. But the police. Got their own axe to grind with the, the bullshit. The, the, the government pay, the state police, they not they shouldn't be coming out there arresting people just on the whim of somebody with a bad attitude. Y'all responsible. And that's what the, the attention and all the hate and all the protests. Nigga, go down to the motherfucking police station. and pro- Fuck protesting at Starbucks. Fuck Starbucks, nigga. Go talk to the police because they the ones responsible. Nobody holds the police accountable for anything. You see them kill. Like, the police can literally murder you and nothing happens. Nothing happens. They put them on desk duty for 60, 90 days and they back out on the motherfucking streets. Nothing happens when the police do something and they're in the wrong. No one holds the police accountable for shit. Not us, not the Justice Department, like nothing. There's nothing to hold the police accountable. And you said it yourself on here a few weeks ago. Like if we held, like you get into a police shooting and now we keep your gun for 90 days. Yeah. Now go back out on the streets. No, there, there's no accountability from the police. Yeah, man. I know, man. It's like, 
I just don't. I just. I mean, I get it. I would love, like, and I'm going to make an open plea. We know some police officers that listen to the show. Reach out to us. We would love to fucking have you on. I already got the word. They just said, let me know what what day, and we can have them here. That's fine. I would. Are they Detroit police officers or are they suburbs? Detroit police officers. I can deal with Detroit police a little better. Like, either way, you need both. But it's a different perspective, too. Because, like, I. Low-key, we need a white cop in here. Because you're going to talk to a brother like you that grew up in your neighborhood. He's going to tell you all the good shit. Or he's going to say he can, he's only, he can only can tell you so much. He a cop. like yeah. He's going to go to work and fuck around. Like, like, like we talk about our jobs. We only going to say so yeah. much about but the shit. But we need a white cop's perspective. Like, one, because when I was I was talking to some people this weekend, some, some local politicians and different things, and, like, there are a lot of white police officers being hired in the city of Detroit. And I just don't know why. And what I say that is, like, I don't know what your motivation is because, one, you don't live in this community. You're not from this community. Um, you don't particularly like the people here. And the pay isn't great. Like, and remember a few years ago when the city removed that that implementation that you had to be that you had yeah. to live in the city of Detroit to be a police officer here. Like once they took that away, they opened up the floodgates. Yeah. But, like, why would you patrol an area that you, well, you don't like the people? You you're not familiar with. You're not familiar with. And you don't get paid. They can pay $15 an hour. 30000 a year is $15 an hour. No. Like, I'm straight on that. <laughs> no. I can't survive off that currently. No, I, I can't you live off of 30 Gs a year. Neither. But, like, and that's not a knock. What I'm saying is, why? And you have other options. I'm not going to put my life on a motherfucking line in the city of Detroit. This is the city I grew up in. You understand? I don't lived outside of Detroit. I'm 36. For a total of three years have I lived outside of Detroit. There is no motherfucking way you're going to pay me 30 G's to patrol this bitch. Ain't no way. Can't do it, won't do it, ain't even interested in doing it. Man, it's crazy. And I, uh, a friend of mine was talking to her yesterday, and she was like, well, they may want to work here to put on their resume. And go somewhere else or like, do something if can, else. If I can survive in the city of Detroit, like I should be, you should be able to take me anywhere. I'm like, damn. It's a stepping stone. Like, that's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, I was around all these niggas. This is the blackest city in the country by percentage. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't, I didn't survive there. I should, I should be able to get hired anywhere. It's my, it shows my diversification. Fuck. And diverse, a.k.a. meaning I can, de- I deal, I can with deal with black people. people. <laughs> that's not no diverse. <laughs> it's really like I can deal with black people. That's not, it's not, not really. even deal. I just know how to survive and navigate. That shit crazy, dog. Through black people. But uh I don't I mean all that Starbucks shit, you miss me with that protest and all this other shit for, for Starbucks. It's a lot of other shit that we should be worried about and Starbucks ain't not is not on the fucking list. They shutting down Starbucks on May 29th for diversity training. And people angry. Like, listen, I get it. But eight thousand stores, that's a lot. Yeah. And motherfuckers is mad that they're not going to be able to get their fucking Starbucks on that not, day. No, they're not going to be able to get their fix. Yeah. Starbucks Starbucks to plug. Listen, I know that shit is probably just like uh, PR and all that shit, nigga, but that's a big step. Yeah. I'm shutting this motherfucker down so I can try. We're stopping business essentially for a day. I got to do something to appease a, a, a large percent of my customer base. Like, listen, we not doing something is wrong. I can't impart my individual thinking on all 8,000 of my stores here in the U.S., but I, I got to do something on the corporate level. 
So it's not so it can prove it's not a systemic problem because if it's a systemic problem, yes, boycott Starbucks. There's an internal email that goes out that says this is how we should treat people. But on the on at the corporate level, if they are trying to put things in place to quote unquote cover their ass, probably in the future. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Because that's ultimately what it probably is. So if I'm like, well, so listen. the next time somebody do some silly shit, like we we train them on how to act. They in can these be like, situations. like this is against policy. We yeah. have a policy specifically against that. You know what I'm saying? And they'll make them the martyr yeah. next time. <laughs> but I, I I get that whole thing. But like, what what do you want from people? Like you say, there's they don't do this, they don't do that. We need to this. We need. So when they somebody try to make an try to do it, like what you want? What what what's the what's the end goal? Niggas ain't never happy. Yeah. So put the pressure on the police. Fuck Starbucks. Yeah. Not fuck Starbucks, but fuck the intention that you're giving them. Put that same energy towards the police in Philadelphia that did the shit. Um, Trump and Syria. Is another thing that I had an issue with. <laughs> Go week. ahead. Why? Because uh, Obama bombed Syria. Well, what Trump did was not. I don't actually have a problem with what Trump did in this one particular situation. He acted how he should act in this in this particular situation. But in 2016, Obama dropped twelve thousand one hundred and ninety-seven bombs on Syria. Twelve thousand, and all you niggas didn't say y'all didn't say nothing. Trump bomb Trump the UN which is <laughs> Trump France and uh the UK uh they did some shit and uh we all were like oh my god war. like dog Obama you know what they call it? they call him like the baby killer or some shit like he has bombed and dropped did more fucking drone attacks than any other president in history Obama did he deported more Mexicans than any other president in history like Obama did I mean he wasn't perfect it wasn't perfect. I'm I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm I'm indifferent on the whole shit. But what I'm saying is like I'm rooting people, for everybody black. People just assume like they just pick a side and run with it. Like y'all don't even know what the fuck is going on. Y'all well fuck it. Trump did this. We going like nigga, Obama did this shit too. You know and why? It's because people get their news from social media. They don't look to invest in any further information than what they get what what pops up on their feed. They see it on their feed, it's yeah. gotta be the truth. They that's read, that's it. They read that fucking headline and like that's that's what it's it the is. truth. Now I don't like Trump at all. <laughs> uh did you did, did we talk about uh the, the I think that was last week. Comey, the FBI director. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right, cool. Uh cuz I was reading uh pieces of his book this week and that How how is it? Very, I said I was going to pick it up. Very detailed. Okay. And he don't hold no punches. So, uh, yeah, so I mean, you shouldn't. I, if I wrote the book, I say what the fuck I want to say, and I'm pretty sure he can kill me in less than two seconds. So uh, he a big motherfucker, <laughs> nigga, like six, eight, six, <laughs> ten or some shit, some foot tall. You want to shoot him? You don't think you can take him? Man, this nigga been in the FBI. All this nigga probably died. <laughs> fucking Neo in the Matrix dodging bullets and shit. <laughs> nigga probably dodge a bullet, dog. You know how Jet Li, you pull the gun out, they can take the top off the gun. And, shit. <laughs> and they're like, "Is this what you?" And give it back to you. <laughs> like my bad, my bad, Mister Comey. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Dog. Hey man, did you? I know this is completely off topic, but Mossberg dropping a, a twelve gauge with a fucking twenty round clip. Oh, yeah, make them bitches out here. Oh, shout out to the Second Amendment. It's going it's going away. Yeah. Uh more and more people like they banned uh quote unquote assault rifles, AR fifteens in um in Massachusetts. Um they banned them in the spot in Illinois. Like every week I get more and more information 
about different. They just fuck the fuck the the Constitution, fuck the federal guidelines. Like you just can't have the shit. And I bring this up. That's cool, banning them. How you gonna get them bitches off the streets though? And how you gonna get them away from? And I know it's beating a dead horse, but the reason I bring it up because on the panel I brought something up, Um, and they were talking about like what are some of the major issues that need to be addressed with 2020 coming up from the elders essentially and being the young folks. And what I when I said was. There were a bunch of different things part up, but like during um, Jermon Jordan's information he was given. So in the city of Detroit, you know how they say when you uh, a black person moving in the neighborhood, like the property value go down. Yeah. Well, back in the day, uh, it was the exact opposite because in order for you to live in this neighborhood, you had to pay three times the house value for you to even get the shit. You know what I'm saying? So when a black person moved in the neighborhood, the property value literally went up. Right. But they would have um, a de-welcoming community that come out to your home. Um, a lot of them are your neighborhood watches and your little community groups that you got. Like most of them was like the white folks that got together and was like, y'all got to leave. So it was this one particular family. And I apologize for not remembering the, the, uh, the name because I don't have my notes with me, but they came out there to get them. Out. And it'd be, it'd be like literally hundreds of people outside to get your ass out the neighborhood. So they was out there and the, the, the family was in there and all the family black were armed and they start throwing when they start throwing bricks and shit through the windows or whatever, two shots rang out and two niggas in the crowd, you know what I'm saying, got killed. Police who were out in the crowd came in, arrested the uh the rest of them or whatever, put them in jail, and the lawyer tried to be like, Yeah, y'all set this up. I'm like y'all knew that the crowd was gonna come. <laughs> like it was some some retarded shit. Long story short, the the case ended up getting beat, but the young lady ended up um contracting tuberculosis in there. Long story short is black people arming themselves, saved their own lives in a lot of different situations. Fuck yeah. And what I was saying, like, the elders need to speak to the younger folks because the younger people right now are running this campaign where all guns should be illegal and it's a lot of school. Like, I understand all that shit. It's very emotional. But 54 years ago, we got the right to vote. My dad is older than 54 years old. This is right now. It's not like it's one generation. Like, yeah. when my father was born, the guy I talked to all, every day, I mean, all throughout the week, like, oh, this shit can go away really, really quickly. And I just think there needs to be a different type of conversation. 50 years ain't shit. Not a conversation about shooting at the police or, 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 or hunting and shit. Like, listen, fam, look at the history. You are not wanted here. And you haven't been wanted here for a long time. And you only have... So much that you can defend yourself with. Do not give up your right. You need to fight for your own right to protect yourself, your family, and your home domain. And the fact that you can protect your home domain now, that your home is a castle, came from that case. It came from a black woman in the city of Detroit protecting her home. They ultimately went all the way up to the Supreme Court and made it legal for you to protect your home with firearms, whatever. Like, that case gave us rights, and we should not be trying to give those rights up. Hey, man, I say it once, I say it a thousand times. You give something to a black woman, she's going to get it done. Facts. <laughs> you, you give it to a black 100%. woman, she's going to give it done. And I even tweeted it this week. The prayers of black women are what have kept me alive all these years. Absolutely. <laughs> you give it to a black woman, she's going to get it done. I'm never giving up my gun. Under absolutely zero circumstances will I give up the firearms that I own. I plan on purchasing more very soon, and you will not get my guns from me under no circumstances. It just needs to be a conversation from the elders in the community 
uh, or in your family to the younger folks, it's, it's a different conversation. Not running around carrying a pistol because you got beef in the streets or shit like that. Like, there just need to be a different conversation, I, a different understanding. I mean, I think me and you have similar stories that I grew up in a house with guns. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, from a young, like, I learned how to shoot. I was nine, ten years old. Absolutely. And, and I knew how to shoot and shit. So, I mean, it was never something that was hidden. I knew not to touch it for because I want to show my friends that there's, yeah. you know, a shoddy in the house. But, you know, in the my dad had the wherewithal to show me, like, this is here to protect you all. 100%. And I can remember more than one occasion when he thought somebody broke in or was trying to break in. First thing he went, first thing he did before he stepped down them steps was grab that shotgun. Everybody think we don't need no guns. First time something happened, you caught somebody with a gun. Yeah. Then, like, like when the shit get heavy. You caught somebody with a gun. <laughs> right. Police show like nigga, the people who telling you that you don't need to have a gun show are, up at your house with a gun. No, who are protected by people with guns. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the president, guess what they carry? Guns. All your politicians, your 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 all the secure all, all, all the secret service. All the niggas is covered by guns. Pope John Paul driving down with his hand in the wave in the air. T- is behind bulletproof glass. But, like, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, that's neither here nor now, there. I got a homeboy of mine that worked for uh, the Secret Service. Next time he in town, he he promised to come on and 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 tell us some shit. Well, tell him to bring one of them little silver things in the, uh, <laughs> in the MIB. Like, look right here, because I want to know everything. And then once he tell me, he can like do the little the memory wipe and shit. But like, while I'm finding out, I'm like, I knew that was right. I knew that was right. I knew that was right. And then he can like Agent Jamie with the little. Hey man, <laughs> all I'm gonna tell you is that he hit me to some shit with technology. Like he been in the Secret Service now for almost ten years. He hit me to some shit that was going to come out, like, in a few years, like, technology-wise. Yeah. And it did. The shit was, like, we use it every fucking day. I'm sure. Shit is incredible. You know I'm hip. Uh, that's crazy. Uh, one thing I really want to say, and I made this, uh, when we were talking about that Starbucks and all the other shit, somebody posted this shit, and it, it struck a, car, a nerve me, a nerve, a core with me, like, don't make black businesses your backup plan. Fuck no. Nah, after should... white businesses tell you and show you what they really mean, think about you. Like, don't you me as the backup plan. Come to me first. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I ain't going to Starbucks. I'm about to go find such and such. You should have went and found that shit first. Because they're in your neighborhood. They see you. They know you. And when you and when you patronize a black business, don't ask for no discount. Look, no just, homie discounts. Look, pay, well, I would even take it a further a step from that. Not necessarily... <laughs> Black business, even though I think you should patronize all black businesses, patronize businesses directly in your actual neighborhood, community businesses. Yeah. Like, so keep your money in your community. So when you go to the cleaners, that's not your, it's not the um, the corporate one, just a regular community. They take that money there. Then you, their money can go into your little neighborhood coffee shop, the neighborhood T-shirt shop, whatever. Keep your money in your own community, man. Let yeah. that shit change hands in your community. I'm with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I use the cleaners in walking distance from my crib. I know them because yeah. I come in, get my shit clean every other Man, week. Man, it's a feeling when you walk in a place and they know you and they know how you do business and they, you know, so. And then, like, when I need some, when I go in there and I'm like, look, I need this back, like, tomorrow. They're not giving me the, oh, I can't do it. They know I'm coming back, so they're going to look out. Now, look, we're going to talk about this shit on air, so I'll make sure I do this shit. But, like, you know, we have been in customer service, sales, and retention over 15 years apiece. Right. So we got 30 years of experience, right? So I just think that I wanted to help the different black businesses in the city of Detroit 
um, because I'm a, a salesman by trade and I'm a professional as far as coaching and development right. and um, customer service and, and interactions. Like, I think we should go to different businesses and get their shit together. You know what I'm saying? You always hear about, oh, they was rude to me in this one. They didn't know how to talk to me because mm-hmm. they weren't ever trained how. Like, there is a process that goes through how you greet someone, how you position a product and everything like that. Like, um, I don't know what I'm going to call it, but we're going to do a consulting firm, and we're going to reach out to black businesses and, like, get them niggas together. I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, why not? Like, I know what to do. I always wanted to do it, but I was thinking on some corporate level, go to these giant companies and charge them an arm and a leg just to, you know what I'm saying? But I don't want to do that no more. I want to do with my community people and handle it from there. That's a good idea. You know what I'm saying? That's a good idea. We're going to send that one up to the prayer warriors. We're going to make it happen. Yeah. Uh, yo, some something else big happened this week, and I know and this is going to ruffle your feathers. What's that? Beyonce showed the fuck up and showed out. Now, I have gotten on this podcast and said, fuck the beehive, which I still stand behind. Okay. Okay, like, that's not wavering. I still believe that Beyonce killed Prince. Okay. I still believe that if the news came on tonight and told you that Beyonce was a vampire or alien, there would be absolutely no surprises from that shit. I would believe every word of it. Mm -hmm. But I watched Beyonce's Coachella performance last weekend and the one last night. She might be the best living performer right now. Case close. Uh, I don't. I just don't. I just don't know. I just don't know. She can like. I love the whole H coming out to the whole HBCU band. Like nigga, Beyonce did thirty fucking songs, my nigga. Thirty songs, and she be dancing and performing and I think she puts on I've seen Beyonce perform live once I mm-hmm. I finally admit to it I've seen her before why why are you ashamed uh, it's it's not one of my proudest moments but why I mean, not you got to see I am one of the things be like you need to see these legends I, while they're doing their thing it was somebody I was dating a few years back she wanted to see Beyonce she copped some tickets and we saw Beyonce ain't nothing wrong with going to see Beyonce no nah, I'm just saying like it just wasn't my cup of tea because I just wasn't. I'm not like a fan of pop music. That's not what I. You don't ri- like popular music. I mean, that type of shit ain't what I ride around listening to. I it's listen pop- to rap music. Rap is pop music right I now. I mean, I'm, I li- look. Man, you know what I'm saying when I when I, I say pop. I don't know what you're saying when you say pop because Beyonce <laughs> is a black woman who makes music for black people. Okay, well, so you don't like that music? <laughs> <laughs> I like music. I like for us by us music. Okay, but I wasn't really feeling like going to Beyonce concert, but that shit was a motherfucking experience. So I've seen her perform live once, but this shit in Coachella that she's doing like puts her on another stratosphere. Beyonce is so far. At the top, when it comes to female performers How and many entertainers, other performers you have you went and seen? I've seen a couple, my nigga. We not. I, I don't. I, I don't want to do this. I don't. Saying, I don't want to do this. I'm just saying because like you didn't see, you didn't want to go see Beyonce, so I know you ain't went to go fucking see fucking Michelle from from Destiny Shot. Like I know you ain't seen the motherfuckers if you ain't went to. See I've, Beyonce. I've seen. I've seen a, a few. I've I've been to hella concerts in my life. You ever seen Fantasia before? Yeah, <laughs> I, ha- I have. Fantasia hey, can sing. It's entertaining. Nigga. She can sing her life away. Yeah, nigga. When them shoes come off, yeah, nigga. It's Fantasia puts on. I'm not saying that Fantasia is like Beyonce. 
a level. What I'm just saying is, I she am, puts on an amazing performance. I'm fucking entertained when I watch Fantasia perform. Okay, yeah. like I am thoroughly entertained, and she really goes out. I mean, to I got a short. I haven't seen Beyonce, Fantasia, Jill Scott, this. Aretha. I'm just saying. I seen this. Patty Labelle, and I love me some Patty. Unless Janet Jackson died last week, and I didn't find out about it. Do you really think People Janet need- Jackson is better than Beyonce right now? So you put a qualifier on there right now. So you talking about in the last month? Oh, nah. So I'm what? Just, so what? Because don't I put think, a qualifier on it. Because nigga, go watch the Rhythm Nation tour. Don't tell me, nigga, what? Rhythm Nation tour? Like, get the fuck out of here, nigga. I, that, I got the VHS at the crib still. Nigga, do you have a VCR? No, I do not. <laughs> but I still so got the need, VHS. VHS I got a whole bunch of classic fights on VHS, like. I, I get it. Like the people that in, in this current generation don't know nothing about that and they weren't around for it, but we can't, we old enough to know it. Like we can't discount that shit. Like nigga, the rhythm nation, get the fuck out of here. It was good. Didn't, that was like some stadium shit. It wasn't like, like, you know, what? You and know. that was like in the eighties, early, I mean, late eighties, early nineties before I had all this, all I got it was pyro and techno. I got a couple explosions. Like now, with technology, I got a screen behind me. It can play this and play like. You remember a few years ago when Kanye West ran up on stage on Taylor Swift and it was like Beyonce had the best video of all time or whatever. Yeah, he was on his rant. I can understand Kanye more now because Beyonce. She may had a. She may had the best. I don't know that that was the best. Video. I don't. I don't know if that was the best video, but I can understand that energy. Like, like when niggas shit on her talent, like how can you? If she's number one right now, like she has no, Clearly there's no air, right pa- there's no air apparent. You know what I'm saying? There's nobody that's even close. Like the number two ain't even fucking close to where she at. Time out. Uh, I also want to say, like, are we gonna act like Bruno Mars don't put on a motherfucking show? He does. Like, the, like nigga, give this nigga the Super Bowl every fucking year. Now I know she, he not a woman, but you're gonna act like. Bruno Mars don't put on a motherfucking show. He does. Like, 100% with, like, like come on. He I'm, does. I don't say that I like Bruno Mars more than I like Beyonce, but I think we be jumping out the window sometimes on the emotion side of the game. But, like. Yeah, just taking the emotion away from it. It was, an, Beyonce to me, is, it was an incredible Beyonce performance. Beyonce is the shit. Like, currently, when I put that, currently, ain't nobody fucking with her. Nah, not even close. But niggas tell me that she the GOAT. Like, fam. Like I don't, I don't, I don't think y'all really realize the impact that Michael Jackson had. Hey, my nigga, motherfuckers was passing out. Just like, to, Michael came on stage, nigga started passing out. Nigga, I came across this Mike Mike Jack clip. I don't know what country it was <laughs> in because these niggas did not look <laughs> American, and they was all passing look, out. So the, it was like the stage was there, and then the the nigga popped up through the stage, and then uh, like he literally jumped. And landed on his feet, and that nigga just had this stance, and the nigga stood in the exact same spot for a minute and forty seconds while motherfuckers just died and passed out. And then nigga slowly took his glasses off, shit like down. And then that shit made everybody roar again for like another twenty to thirty five seconds. Then the nigga start dancing. Then the motherfucking like, like, come on, fam. Michael Jackson videos debuted on Fox, nigga, before <laughs> The Simpsons. Can you imagine that shit right now? Nah. Nigga, at 8 o'clock, fuck The Simpsons, Michael Jackson video was coming on Channel 2, prime time, the whole fucking world. We're like, going to watch Michael. Then when Mike go off, we're going to watch The Simpsons. Nigga, what? When a nigga jumped on a motherfucker car, they're like, uh, like that shit that the, the Lumen Cutler like, spoofed the shit. Like, nigga, that came on prime time television at 8 o'clock at night on a Sunday. The world was tuning in to watch Michael Jackson 
video on network television. Nigga, get the fuck off MTV. Network television. Prime we'll never, time on the I Sunday. don't know if we'll ever see something like that. Like, again. niggas just, I, great, I get it. Beyonce is the shit. Don't fuck. But Michael sleep. Jackson is the greatest of all time. Come on, don't sleep on my, don't sleep on MJ, dog. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not debating that fact. I and just like, think I just Beyonce want, is the best doing it right now. And like people out there who can say, "Well, I wasn't around at then." Well, everybody ain't seen Beyonce perform live, and I know that for a fucking fact. You watch these motherfucking clips on Instagram and on YouTube. Well, go watch motherfucking Michael Jackson on YouTube. Like it's the, you still watching the same shit. Like this nigga can perform. Yeah. Now. Others have said James Brown need to be brought in the in, in the conversation. Now he didn't have like all the extra shit, but the nigga put on a performance like he performs. I was like, I never put him in that category, but they was like, I'm sleeping on MJ. I mean, I'm sleeping on uh, James James, James Brown. Brown so, yes. King of pop. I mean, he the king of soul for a reason. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want no Beyonce, no no problems, because it's not no slander, because Beyonce is the no, shit. No slander this week. She is the shit, but let's just not. But it's but let me let me say it one more time. Fuck the Beehive, Beyonce killed Prince, and if CNN said she was a vampire or alien tonight, I wouldn't be surprised at all. The end. Uh, Dame is uh, rolling with the fuck the beehive. I am not down with the fuck the beehive. Fuck the beehive, man. Uh, I tweet that shit every day, and I dare a nigga to retweet me. All right, dog. <laughs> no, no, take your phone out right now and tweet that shit. I'm not getting any sense. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then, nigga, nigga, talking all that shit. All right, man. This week. my mentions will be on fire, my nigga. I have to throw this bitch away. All right, man. Uh. J. Cole dropped today, though. I mean, J-, J-, J. Cole dropped Friday. That's my music pick of the week is J. Cole, K.O.D. This may be Cole's best work. Uh, I don't know. When your shit flop five years from now, you'll be on Love & Hip Hop. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know which, which is his best work yet, but uh, this fucking album is fire. Yeah. I've been arguing with niggas. Who said this shit was weak? <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. You, you gotta listen to it. I like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, you gotta make a certain amount of money to appreciate J Cole. Like the nigga, this is this is J Cole's best rapping album because he focused on rapping. Yeah, just like the different. He had the Migos flow. Like he took like he had up tempo tracks and he rapped that bitch with a message. But he stayed in his pocket so cold on these different songs, man. Like, I found a flow pattern, and I just stayed in that motherfucking pocket. Sometimes you'd be like, all right, you do that shit for, like, four bars, and then you switch. Like, God damn. Yeah. The nigga rapped his ass off on KOD, of course. ATM. ATM. Motivate. Kevin's Heart. Uh, I'm just talking about just the up-tempo, in-the-pocket, oh, okay. flowing on them joints, and in 1985, like, Jesus fucking Christ. Then we ain't going to get into photograph. Yeah. Like, he stay in the pocket, and I don't understand what you want from the nigga. I, I, I really don't. Niggas complaining about his beats. I like him. I, I don't mind him. Uh, I think that's what we should probably call this episode. Niggas can't be happy. With nothing. With nothing. Niggas ain't satisfied with shits. If you don't like the nigga, you never going to like him. Yeah, and that's cool. Like, it's not for everybody. Like, n- not every artist. There's a bunch of artists that's out right now that ain't that just ain't me. I, you can't you can't force them on me. You can't make me like them. I'm just not entertained by that shit, and I'm not interested. And I get it. You know, Shop Talk Podcast may not be for everybody, but we for everybody else. Yeah. Shout out to Slimmy Hoff. I stole that from him. Yeah. Shout out to my nigga Slimmy. Um, uh, but I like and I and it's the coldest summer ever for sure. 
And when I when he said that shit, and I'm like, I told him I'm still that shit because I really like nigga. I'm, maybe I'm not for everybody, but I'm for everybody else. Like maybe Cole ain't your cup of tea, but guess what? That motherfucking tea piping hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I don't have a problem with any song on the album. It's 42 minutes of fire. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's a perfect album, and it's way too early for somebody to throw that c word with it yet. But for me. And I've been a Cole fan since like the beginning. Friday Night Lights, all the warm up. Like I've been following Cole's career for a minute now, and I've been a fan of it for a minute now. And to me, he can he progresses. He gets better with every project. In my opinion, just at, I am a fan. I just give full disclosure on that. In my opinion, I think this is a, his probably his best work to date. I mean, I can I can understand why you would think that. So. Uh, 1985. So somebody jumped out the window today. Apparently, uh, did you know who you talking about in 1985? No, I just figured all you little niggas. Yeah, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? But Lil Pump uh, apparently is the person because he 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 started releasing videos. Oh, uh, you 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 did. I'm a 17 year old kid and you dissed me. Well, nigga, keep your fucking mouth closed. I hate these weird ass niggas like Takashi. All these motherfuckers who will say pop some shit off and then when somebody say something back, man, I'm only 21. You're grown. Bitch, you grown too. If you're going to say something, you're going to step into this motherfucker arena. I'm going to teach your little ass something. Like, dog, I don't like that shit. Don't pop shit and be like, I'm just a kid. I'm just a kid. Bitch, you'll get shot in the face like like a grown man. Yeah. I don't like Try that. Trying to rob a nigga. Be like, hey, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, uh, I'm just a kid. Pop, uh, pop. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Tell Jesus I said hello. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't like that shit, dog. But 1985 was so classic. And I didn't take it as a diss. He was like, you know, this is what it is. I heard one of you little kids was out here saying my name. I'm not going to diss you, but I'm going to talk to you. And let me explain how this shit go. I'm glad. First off, I'm glad that you're out here making money. I don't necessarily like the music that y'all making and shit, but I'm glad to see a black man make money. Do your thing. But guess what? Don't ever stop touring, fam. That's how we make our money. And, like, you should be spending your money on houses and shit you keep blowing your money on this like he just schooled the niggas like hey this is how we do the shit and you don't gotta listen to me but five years from now you gonna end up on love and hip-hop <laughs> like that's fair enough i mean and you know what this is something something that somebody said to me and i be, and the more i thought about it i believe it the reason why some of the younger generation is how how they are is our fault 100%. It's our fault because I remember coming up like I had older I had older niggas, OGs and people that took a genuine interest in me and like my friends and we was like 13, 14, 15. Yeah. They see us doing certain shit and they be like, "Nah, fam, that shit corny." You know what I'm saying? I remember dog. This <laughs> a brief story time with Dame. I remember I had a, a homeboy of mine that, that used to stutter like Real motherfucking bad. We used to all go to the same barber shop. Old nigga pulled him to the side. He said, "Listen, fam, you ain't never gonna get no pussy stuttering like that. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but figure that shit the fuck out." Yeah, and he don't stutter no more. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, but you had niggas like that that would impart certain shit on you and be like, "Nah, don't do that. Nah, you look stupid doing that." Yeah, and and that shit stuck with us. Where us when we got to a certain age. I don't think as a as a whole, as a majority, niggas kind of reached back and did that same thing. And Not it, like past a certain year, you know what I'm saying? Like, so maybe like three years down, you know what I'm saying? Like Dan, like he like what, two to three years younger than me or whatever. Like it's a certain, but like the guys, the, the ones who was like 
five and six years younger than me. Like, by, after I turned 18, I got a house, got a, I mean, get a crib, got an apartment, get a job. Like, fuck them. Like, it was like, I'm out. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I, don't got, I didn't have time to, to talk to the kid. But and off, it's our fault. Because oftentimes you be like, oh, that's just the young niggas. Let them do what they want to do, man. Like, listen, children don't make the best decisions by themselves. Children need guidance. Like, that's why you got to be 18 to vote. You should be 21. But that's why you got to be 18 to vote. You got to do all this shit. Like, sometimes you need a little guidance. And some of this shit just be whack. I get it. Be creative. Do up Like, some shit be whack. And it's okay to be like, hey, fam. Why don't you tighten this shit up a little bit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, whatever your content, your content is your content, but you can rap it better. Like, you can say it better because I thought Cole took the Migos flow on a lot of this fucking album and wrapped that shit with a better content on a different beat and it sound different. But when I go back and listen to like the Migos, say Stir Fry, like that same flow pattern, I hear it on Cole shit. Yeah. But because the content, is different or like I just I just think that it made me appreciate they flow a little bit better. I'm like, when you uh, I do I can see I can see where it takes some some skill level, but like when every you don't like the Migos? I don't got a problem. No, they last album was trash. Other than like the, the first four culture singles. was good. First culture, first culture was cold. Like it's a, a banger, which is why I was excited for the second one. The second one didn't do it for me. Uh, speaking of other music shit, this nigga Kanye went out on a on a little rant this week. Got on Twitter, and he mentioned some some albums, some good music about to drop. What did he say? I, I missed it. I, King I Push. Talk about it. Oh, King yeah, Push, he, May twenty fifth. I saw that. Tiana Taylor. I didn't see that. Okay, then we're gonna get a Kanye West album. He said it's only seven songs. And is, then, is that even an EP? I guess you got what six is the EP. Yeah, I guess. He said he only gave him seven, and then him him and Kid Cudi putting out an album together. Oh, okay. I, I, I saw people um, saying Kanye was a coon, and some of his tweets were different. Yeah. I mean, he not living. This this ain't college dropout Kanye no more. We're never going to get that back. I saw some quote-unquote woke tweets from him, but I guess he had gave a shout-out to somebody. And that person was like a known racist or some shit like that. And he was, I guess people were upset, like, why are you shouting out this person? And these are, she's like a known racist and shit. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't divulge too much attention into it because. Now, I didn't pay too much attention to the other tweets. I just want to know what music is coming out and what should I be, lo- what should I be looking for? I'm what? interested in hearing a new Pusha T album. I hope it's all about bricks, cocaine, crack, and him selling it and shooting niggas. I just want a good album. Because um, Push is a dope rapper. Um, I don't know that I ever got like this is the album from Push that's like this is it. Yeah, it's always some shit on there that I can fuck with, and like you got to be a super fan to to listen and appreciate. I just want like a nigga. This is a solid album from beginning to end type shit. And we know he can rap. I'm interested to hear what Tiana Taylor's gonna do because I believe that she's a talent. You know, she she's a performer. She puts out good music. To me, she puts out good music, and I just want to see what she what she does with this next project. Uh, seven songs from Kanye. Yeah, I hope they're good. The Kanye and Kid Cudi album, you know that's that's intriguing to me. But I was never really like a a, a huge Kid Cudi fan. But you know, I'm a huge Kanye West fan, so I'm I'm interested to see what good music is going to do. And we might even get another Big Sean album sometime soon. So what where, where are you with this KOD album? Uh, it's three people in my eyes, or four people. And where did I got I got. This is my order. Okay. And you tell me what your order is. I got Kendrick, 
Cole, Sean, Drake. I ain't talking about popularity or album sales. I'm talking about as far as making music and rapping. That's my order. I got Kendrick. Cole. Are these the only four names that we're using? Out of the out of the batch of talent that's out there, like these name another person that goes in there with them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not talking about like Two Chains? Two Chains? Do not no, not at all. Um But them is like the leaders. Of the of the two thousand, it's ten years in. They was a double XL two thousand eight cover, right? You know what I'm saying? It's ten years in. These niggas are are, are grizzly veterans. Uh, ten years into Jay Z, like it was what two thousand six. Like this was we are put these niggas as quote unquote the best and everything like that. I know everybody would be like, oh, it's too soon. Like ten years into all of our favorite rappers, we told we said that these niggas was the best. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I definitely go with. Kendrick is being a top spot. I don't think you can. I, so after this particular album, as far as because I think Kendrick and Cole and Drake and all them niggas on the same level as far as like popularity and and like selling out shows and everything. So I can judge these niggas just like on rapping. Does Cole rap better than Kendrick? No, not to me. I think Cole may technically rap better than Kendrick, but because Kendrick don't Kendrick not about to hit you with like bars. That's not his thing. He can though. Yeah. He, but that's not his thing. He makes songs, and he uses his voice as another instrument. You know what I'm saying? Like I, in my personal list, Kendrick is number one. Yeah, He's my I'm, favorite rapper. We can agree on that. Yeah, but I don't know that Cole don't rap better than Kendrick. It's weird. This album, this was he. He focused on rapping and his flow patterns and his and his cadences and shit was like, I'm like okay. I mean, if you if I was left with those four options, I'm going. Kendrick, Cole, Big Sean, then Drake. Because I, I can't say that Drake writes his own lyrics. Now, yeah. if he did, mm, but I even, mean, you even can, when Drake write shit, right? That's dope. Even the shit that Drake put out was dope. He ain't never said no super cold shit. Like maybe on some mixtapes, but like the it's been cool shit. Like oh nigga, I, I'm. A, but it ain't never been like nigga. How come I ain't never thought of that shit? Like. Intricate, like Cole. I mean, Sean goes in sometimes. Yeah, he does. Like the the double entendres, the, the like he goes in sometimes. Listen to Super Duper Lemonade. Or has Drake ever like went in, like nigga, on other people's shit? I feel like he went in on Stay Scheming. Like I thought he was saying some real shit. It bothered me when the guys get to acting like the broad, but like, like so you know what I'm saying? We that think verse of, on Stay Scheming Cole gave verse. me a different. Gave me a different view of Drake. Oh, Bitch, yeah. you wasn't with me shooting in the gym. So, like, you know how we listen to, like, so, you know, like, one of my favorite Mace verses is that the niggas done started something and shit like that. Yeah. Or you feel like a, like, is there a verse like that where the nigga just spaz out? Or maybe is that the state game? I mean, that's that's the only thing I can think of that comes to the, that comes to mind is this nigga Drake just, like, going is the state scheming verse. Like, Jay-Z verse, uh... I sleep whole winters, wake up and spit summers. Ghetto nigga putting up Will Smith numbers. Like that whole verse, that may be the hardest verse Jay-Z, for me. Like Jay-Z on some boom bap just rapping. Like that nigga murdered that shit. Yeah, dog. but I, I can't think of like Drake ain't going to give us a long line of, of verses where he just went the fuck in. That's why I got him four on that list. Like Kendrick, Cole, Sean, Drake. With this particular album, does Cole like battle for that one spot? No, no. I think Ken like Ken in rapping. <laughs> no, side, no. S- side note: shout out to Kendrick Lamar for winning the fucking Pulitzer Prize. 
Man. A Pulitzer Prize, nigga? Yeah, that's, I mean, what what do you say to that? Jay-Z won a Peabody Award this week, too. Word? Yeah. I didn't hear about it, because the Pulitzer Prize. <laughs> I didn't know you could win a, a Pulitzer for, for music. Do you think that's going to make niggas step they, they, they content game up? Oh, it, sh- it should motivate somebody. Now, I mean, for some people, it's not going to do shit. It's I mean, Quavo ain't never going to. No, I thought it should went to, to Pimple Butterfly, which I thought was a more lyrical and a more content-driven album than Damn. What about Good Kid, Mad City? Like, that was an entire story. Like, nigga, as far as writing goes, that's It was, tough. But, but to Pimple Butterfly, I think it's Kendrick's best work. Now, Damn is a good album. Like, I'm not shitting on it because I, I, I love, love that Damn. shit. I still listen to it. Yeah, I love that shit. Element is, like, still my shit. Like, uh, I'm just so, like, I don't think we realize, like, nigga, this is the golden age of hip-hop right now. I think every generation we go through a golden age of hip-hop. Like, this is one of the golden, like, dog. We got some great fucking music right hey man, now. We got pa- some of the greatest rappers in out pa- right now. In the past week, Cole dropped the album, Beyonce killed Coachella, Kendrick won a Pulitzer, Drake had the number one single out, and then dethroned himself with another number one single. I mean, it's a lot of good shit going on in hip-hop. Like, Cardi B is still out here winning. I, I, you can roll your eyes all you want to. Cardi is hip-hop. She's winning. She's been on the back burner. It's only been the second week this album came out, and I'm, nobody talking about the shit no more. No, the shit is hot. It's a hot album. Cool. I think she out of here. I don't think she want to do the shit no more, perfectly honest. I don't think she wants to do this shit no more. She In our interviews, she seemed like this shit is not fun to her. Like, I don't like this, the fame. Being like, famous probably ain't that fun. It probably not. So, uh, But that's neither here nor there. What I'm just saying is, currently, right now, if Drake is a giant star, Kendrick, Cole, Sean, like these are giant stars, right? When else do we got four certified stars dropping music and dropping great content in their primes at the same time? It's, it's, it don't happen. It's been all a the while. Time. It's been a while. It don't happen all the time. Dog. Like you'd have to go back to like Jay Z, Outkast, and like the even the the, the Biggie, Jay, Nas, Pop, like that was very short lived because they died. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That was like a three year. Run. Only other time I could think of was like maybe when like when Cube was still like, but Cube was the mega Cube, star. Snoop, Dre, like when they were still and it seemed like doing after, quality music. It seemed like it's when Snoop and Dre was over came out. Like Snoop, I mean when Snoop and Dre popped, Ice Cube run was over. Like I don't I, I don't remember them being as big as they are at the same time, and I think fair when, enough. I think Tupac technically killed Ice Cube Run because, like, that was the focus that went towards. Um, Cube still dropped good, one hundred percent music. Cube was one of the one of the goats. Yeah, but like his his overall impact, like after Friday '95 popped, like Cube went a totally different route, and people didn't look at him as the quote unquote rapper, even though he dropped good projects after that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like, though we got a we got a golden age going on right now. I'm not knocking it. Like. And you could put more names on that list. Like, if you a Logic fan, Logic out here doing shit. I'm not a fan of Logic yeah, like that. Yeah, his music really don't do uh, shit for me, but I'm know, not knocking it. It's a lot of fucking great music going on right now. And for 10 years, this is a good fucking run, dog. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You throw the Ross in there. Like, it's a whole bunch Ross of motherfuckers. Still, Ross still putting out quality fucking music. Uh, for niggas who think that hip-hop or music in general ain't where it used to be, yeah. 
I'm, but nothing nothing stays the same, and I'm glad where where it's moving towards. Yeah. All right, man. Uh, one last thing. Uh, last night there was some fights <laughs> that came on, but I want to uh, talk about what led up to the fights because Broner fought last night, and uh, before Broner fought, well, let me just say this: Adrian Broner's a motherfucking clown. He a bum. Like in real life, he's a bum, and I don't. I know. I'm not saying like he don't have money and shit like that. Like in boxing terms, <laughs> a bu- like he's a bum. Yeah. Like he's, in real he's life, he's a BC fighter. He is the. He is very much so overrated, and he has always been overrated. And you cannot think of a quality win he has on his resume. No, I can't. You cannot think of a the best because any quality opponents that he fights, he's lost to. Yeah, the best win he got on his resume right now. It's Paulie Malignaggi. And Paulie is a great boxer. The nigga just don't have no power. No. You know what I'm saying? Because if Paulie had hands. He would be a goat. <laughs> yeah. You know what if Paulie had some power in the hands. And guess what? Eh, it went 12-round decision, and I don't know if he won the fight. With, 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 it's, some people think uh, Paulie actually won the fight. Yeah. He's a bum. He got his name to fame because for three fights in a row, he mimicked Floyd and did the shoulder roll. He don't even use that motherfucker in his re- before that or after that. But three fights in a row, he used the shoulder roll. He got the comparison to Floyd. He met Floyd, started hanging out with Floyd, and it was everybody was like, "Oh, this is the new Floyd Mayweather." And he started talking shit. That's why the fuck we know Broner. Yeah, it's not from his boxing skills because guess what? This subpar. I can I, I'm I'm ready to fit like he a bum. You a slightly above average boxer. Slightly above average. You don't got it, dog. And that fight last night was fucking it horrible. Exposed it. Exposed it. Was it was fucking horrible. And you got a fucking draw. You lucky you got a fucking draw. And the only thing he got to do right now is his fucking antics. Uh, like, he just, come on, man. All that shit he did in the ring after the fight, man. First of all, Jim Lampley protected that microphone <laughs> with his dear life. Bitch, you are not getting this motherfucker. I don't like Broner like this, dog. Like, I don't, like his own, because, you know, he went with a different trainer, Kevin Cunningham, yeah. uh, who trained um, uh, Spinks and, um, what's my man's name? God damn it. I can't think of his name right now. From St. Louis. Both of them niggas from St. Louis. He was like, nigga, why aren't you throwing punches? Like, you, you. That's your. You don't. He was only letting his hands go. Really, like in the second, he walked forward with his his guard up and and just nope, that didn't hurt me. Shake his head no, and just do a little swipe. That's all he do all fight. Like dog, you you don't fight good enough. Like you don't. You're not an elite level fighter. You fucking went life and death with Jesse Vargas. <laughs> Jesse Vargas, a two time champ. We can't. We can't. I understand that, but it's can't like, shit on that man. Well, every time Jesse Vargas stepped up in competition, he lost too, though. Yeah, he lost to Bradley. Yeah, he did. He lost to Pacquiao. And, like, come on, man. Anyway, dog. So, before the motherfucking fight, out of nowhere, this nigga Broner started beefing with Takashi 6ix9ine. Takashi allegedly, uh, he put a, a clown emoji on his Instagram. So they start beefing back and forth. I'm gonna pull up in New York and da, 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 all this extra shit. And I be in Brooklyn. Yeah, and I'm a. I bet three hundred thousand dollars that you you gonna lose. And he put up the money. Like it got everybody talking. You know what I'm saying? And it turns out that all this shit was staged. This shit was fake. Nigga Broner comes out to Takashi music and shit like that. It helped Takashi because there was a it was a storyline on the Showtime joint. You know what I'm saying? It was it made it to the Breakfast Club. Like people who don't know who this kid is, casual boxing fans now 
have a good idea of what it is. Yeah. Man, this this entertainment industry, that shit is WWE, my nigga. Like, at the fucking press conference, he blows up and start yelling and cussing at Leonard Ellaby. You a bitch-ass nigga. Y'all niggas not with me and all this other shit. And it's A-B promotions. And Ellaby like, nigga, you ain't about to disrespect me. Like, A-B promotions about billions ain't who promoting this fight. This a, it's a Mayweather promotion shit. Like, you mentally unstable. Every other week you on the internet talking about you about to kill yourself. Um, I don't know if you followed the 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 when Charlo got put on this fight. Charlo initial fight was uh my man he fought last night and knocked the fuck out. Um he had hurt his rib. The fight got postponed and it got postponed and got put on uh Adrian Broner's card and he was upset about it. He was like and he and he hold <laughs> Tank Davis and Adrian Broner like every time I'm on Adrian Broner's card he lose. Like, you're a fucking loser, and, like, y'all niggas don't want no smoke, and blah, blah, blah. Tank, get online and start talking shit. Adrian Runner never says nothing. He don't want that. He don't want them problems. He don't. So at the weigh-in, uh, there was a little altercation. Well, uh, almost altercation, because Jamal and Jamel, you know, these literally, these niggas look exactly alike. I mean, they're they, twins. But they're tw- they're sometimes twins. you can tell them one of them, like, them niggas got the exact same hair coloring, like, the top, like, I mean, I feel a certain type of way about twins, but I'm not even going to get into that right yeah. now because uh, they're mutants. Shout out to AJ and <laughs> They're mutants. Uh, Them niggas are a perfect example of that But he shit. walked up to Broner. Like, Broner, you yelling at uh, 50-year-old Leonard Ellerby talking all this tough shit and you a bitch-ass nigga and all the all this shit in his face. You got another motherfucking boxer in your face call, literally calling you to your face, you pussy, you a bitch, and you don't say shit. Like nigga, we both throw hands for a living. I'm and I weigh more than you. <laughs> what you want to do? That's why I don't. Because he he understand they can fight and yeah, he can't. Like that shit weak to me, dog. All you are are hype. Like you overrated hype job and you can't fight. I'm perfectly fine with that. You can't fight. You went. You got a fucking draw. I thought Jesse Vargas was gonna win this fight. I'll be perfectly honest. With I, you. When I watched the fight, I thought Jesse Vargas had won it. Nah, just because Jesse Vargas had webs on his face, he fit. He see he, he feel he won. Oh, nigga, my face I mean, tear. I, said, <laughs> I beat him like he got suspended from school. Nah, said, not I, really. He said, I beat him like they did Martin Luther King. Uh, what, nigga? Yeah. Like, nigga, just stop talking. That's all you got. Because people who don't watch fights, they're going to see the little clips on Instagram with him saying some wild shit. His name going to be out there. He'll get another fight. Because I mean, he's going to get another fight because people he, he, he has name he has some semblance of the name skin recognition. of his teeth with a loss it was a wrap. You already got three losses. You about to get four? I mean, to me, the draw is shit damn near as impactful as the loss. It can be promoted, and he didn't take a L. Now he can get a like. Come on, dog. Let me go. let me tell you something. I wouldn't pay one motherfucking American dollar to see Adrian Broner fight. Not a one. Yeah, he'll be on the undercard for some shit, but like, there's no way he should be the main main event fighter. Ever Shout again. out to Agent Brown, the dumbass. He should have took the deal from Rock Nation a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, he should have. When they offered a the nigga like uh, it's like forty mil or something. Yeah, he was like eight. He was like uh four million dollars a fight or so, eight million dollars a fight or some shit for X amount of fights. He was like, nah, man, I'm gonna make more than that on pay per view. Shout out to Agent Broner never being on a pay per view card. <laughs> nope. How about you never been on a pay per view card and you have not made forty million dollars since? No. <laughs> like you making two million dollars a fight, fam. You should have took the eight. Bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, man. 
Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and remember, he was talking shit like, fuck Jay-Z. Jay-Z can suck my dick. You remember that shit? I do. I remember that shit vividly. I bet you Jay-Z be looking at this nigga. You're such a fucking clown. <laughs> You're such a fucking clown, dog. You should have cashed out where you had a chance. You thought you was about to, he thought he was going to get a Pacquiao fight. No. Nah. Fuck out of here, dog. Who 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 has he fought to, to warrant a Pacquiao fight? No, he don't. Can't nobody give me a name this nigga didn't beat that, that's credible. Hey, let me tell you something. Motherfucker come off of me $40 million. Uh, man, I'm scrapping for you in a minute. <laughs> nigga, you off me 20 grand. I'm in that bitch. Like, what up? Hey, man, nigga offers $40 million. We can fight right here in Shop Talk Studios. Listen, man, I'm 222 pounds. Floyd is 147. <laughs> you going to lose 80 pounds real quick? No, we fighting at your weight and my weight. <laughs> Fuck all that, nigga. You the professional. Lace these bitches up, though. We'll go in there. Florida beat your ass. Man, I'll get this nigga in the corner. And uh, and he still beat your ass, man. Man, that's what you think. I'm not yeah. losing. All right, man. I'm not losing. I believe in you. All right, man. I, I believe got, in uh, you, champ. I got a who believe in Man, he a repeat offender, dog. These motherfuckers never go away, man. Who? Is it Trump? It's a black man. Or a man who was born with darker skin complexion. I don't even want to call him black. Because he got schooled by the white man. Stephen A. Smith. Oh, did you happen to see the exchange between Stephen A. Smith and, and Max Kellerman? I did. I did. Where Stephen A. Smith said that... Well, let me, re- let me take it back. Colin Kaepernick posted a quote from Jackie Robinson. And then... That that was very fitting and basically said something like I won't stand for the, the national I mean the, the, the national anthem because I'm black and I know understand what's going on in the country, blah, blah, blah. Stephen A. Smith then went on to say that Colin Kaepernick more closely resembles Donald Trump than he resembles Jackie Robinson. And you can see Max Kellerman's face like what the fuck is he talking about? Like, like Stephen A. Smith, what the fuck is wrong with you, dog? How much are they paying you? Like, do you even write these hot takes? I bet you they got to be somebody like, listen, I wonder if we can make him say. (laughs) Like, really? He more closely resembles Donald Trump. And then Max Kellerman comes through. He was thoroughly disgusted with Stephen A., I'm pretty sure he wanted to call Stephen A. a coon, but because he's a white man, he can't call, <laughs> <laughs> he can't call him that. But he schooled his ass up and down, and 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 Stephen A. would just look there, sad, with his face down. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Like, no. He's like, you can't compare yourself to – he said basically saying um, what's going on right now, you can't compare yourself to Jackie Robinson because it was tougher. Then Stephen A. – I mean, then Jack – Max Kellerman said, well, that's like saying – Jackie Robinson ain't shit because he can't compare his struggle to Fergus Douglas. It's always going to be worse in the past because we do get progressively, quote unquote, better. Like you can't use that as the barometer. Like it was just whack. I hate Stephen A. Smith. I tweet him a couple times a week just to tell him fuck him. He ain't blocked me yet, so maybe he don't see him. Maybe he do see him. But fuck Stephen A. Smith. You are a race traitor. You do not belong with us. Get the fuck out of here. Who bans is this? Who's going to stand up to him as a friend? Did you ever see the compilation of NBA players who saying, fuck, even it? Like, you're not yeah. you're not welcome, fam. I don't like you. Who likes you? You are a loud mouth. You use a, a, a six-syllable word 
and you think you're smarter than everybody, get the fuck off TV. I would not be mad when they finally get your bitch ass off TV. Who mans is this? Who can stand with Stephen A. Smith, put their arm around his shoulder and say, this is my guy? The not congregation gonna, is very silent. Not going to happen, fam. Fuck out of here. I'm fair with that. And fuck DTE one more time. All right, man. I think that's everything, though. All right. Time to get a benediction. Damn going wild on everything that matters. Twitter and Instagram. Shout out to the Urban Podcast Month, which is in the month of May. What? May 18th? May 18th. We're having an event at 25900 Greenfield Road, Suite 506, from 8 p.m. to midnight. We going to fuck in, fam. I got the flyers. Are we having an after party? No, there's no after party that you know about. <laughs> <laughs> um, flyers will be out this week. Um, get the backdrop printed this week because, you know, come out, take a picture in front of the backdrop and shit like that. You know, we got logos on that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? We got to do what we got to do. Uh, sign the lease on a new space tomorrow. Are you now? Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. We out here. <laughs> Thanks for letting me the fuck know. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's going down. It's just going down, man. Also, go to the website, shoptalkpod.com, because in like three days, you're only going to be able to schedule an appointment in the studio via the website. I just can't take the text messages no more. You texting niggas 10, 10 for 25 minutes. Like, what about this day? What about this day? What about th- but you'll see what's you'll see what's available on the site, and you know you book it. And one of us will be here to record you. You book it, pay for it. You know what I'm saying everything straight through the website shoptalkpod.com. Because you're not booked until you paid. You know what I'm saying. Well, so, it's just a conversation, right? So that's how it works, man. And uh, all the audio and video, all that shit popping. Um, Jay Johnson three one three on Instagram and Twitter. Shop Talk Podcast on Instagram. Shop Talk Podcast Studios. And I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dang. Hell yeah. Peace.